Welcome to the Measure Success Podcast, where we feature top leaders on how they measure success in their business and life. Now, let's learn from their experiences. Paul J. Cox here. I'm the host of the Measure Success Podcast, where I talk with top leaders about effective strategies that inspire success. This episode is brought to you by 40 Strategy. 40 Strategy built to make strategy work for small to medium-sized organizations and companies by designing world-class strategic plans, but more importantly, keeping them accountable to actually get it done. To learn more, go to 40strategy.com. We're also really excited that we've launched the Captain Strategy course. This is a group-oriented session that will walk you through the seven key principles to create your strategic plan that will work for you. So I encourage you to go out to there. We're actually signing up for sessions now, and we have a backlog of people looking to get into that. So please go out to learn more about that. We would like to also have a shout out from time to time. And that shout out goes to Susan Harrow, who is a PR expert and actually a upcoming uh, guest on the Measure podcast. We encourage you to listen to her show as well. And thank you to Susan for our recommendation to Jason Ma. Jason, who is here with us today, is the preeminent chief mentor of Next Gen Leaders, and he's the CEO of 3EQ. He has deep expertise in elite college admissions, college life, and parent coaching. He has guided and transformed the one-on-one the lives of numerous Gen N, but he also works from elders, from teens, to actually working with CEOs as well. He does an incredible job with this. He's also well-connected board CEO and advisor. He's a high-level rainmaker to select tech companies and family offices. He has nearly 40 years of industry experience, including being a co-founder, CEO, business exec, mentor, investor in tech. He's actually logged in over 2 million miles through the Pacific, the Americas, Europe, and Middle East. I think you're really going to enjoy. There is a lot more to what he does. I'm, I want you to later on talk about B20 that you're associated with here, Jason. But Jason, welcome to the Measure Sess podcast. It's an honor and pleasure to be here, Carl. Thanks for inviting. And thanks for Susan uh, Harrell for the referral to you. Absolutely. So Jason, let's give us a little bit more depth behind what we talked about at the beginning in the bio. <clears throat> How are you working today? in your mentoring and helping to help out these um, incredible young people who are looking to make a difference in the world? I, you know, what what drove me, um, I guess, is 17 years ago, I've been in industry for over 38 years, right? Tech business, uh, ever since my Berkeley engineering degree a thousand years ago. But I've been in, in business, entrepreneurship, mostly global business, rainmaking, et cetera. But for 17 years, I also added to my repertoire like you said, elite college counseling, uh, life and executive coaching, parent coaching, and because the high level rainmaking is in me, right? My my network is crazy high level. I know so many billionaires and ultra network, etc. Um, what what I saw seventeen years ago was that there's a dearth of next gen leaders, of high quality next gen leaders. My kids were young then; they were little kids. They were struggling. Uh, you know, a lot of kids these days, right, with the dark side, I've been in Silicon Valley for 49 years, there's nothing much I haven't seen. There's bright side, there's a dark side, plus all sorts of things going on is that they were in high stress and high anxiety, which is quite normal today. 
And, uh, and then even high achievers who are struggling with themselves, who they are. And it's like, I said, man, what can I do to help these kids tap into their full potential, actualize their best selves, help them achieve the greatest outcomes relevant to the life stage, um, and uh, build strong soft skill set and build a stronger uh, mindset and build, have a stronger visionary direction, right? And for high school kids, it's typically about college admissions. For college kids, it's about their career first job, you know, activity, academics. I call it boyfriend, girlfriend management, stress and anxiety management. And then for working adults in the 20s and 30s and 40s, uh, even 50s, uh, it's really about your next level career, business, personal success, right? So that really drives me. And I tell you, Carl, it is so much fun. It is so much fun. I love it how you work with so many different levels, right? You're not just working with people who are coming out of school. But one of the questions I just had curiosity as we're going through this, you work with extraordinarily successful people and their children. Mm. Now, I think one of the greatest challenges is when you have made more money than you ever need to make by definition. There's a risk, right, that the next generation is not going to feel like they need to work as hard. Mm -hmm. right? Because if you may, they have everything they might need from a monetary sense, which then of course runs under a risk of what's their purpose next. Mm. How do you help overcome that? Which somebody would go, oh, poor them. And I, and I mean, I, I mean, you're right. You're gonna have some group of who are listening to them. Oh, oh, I don't feel bad for them because they already have, but every life is important regardless of how much money is in your bank account. Right. Yes. So how, how do you how do you help those parents? From two sides, the parents are going, "Oh my gosh, I want my kid to have a work ethic and and try things hard and be a great leader." And then from the second generation themselves or third generation, whatever it is, going, "I need to do why all of a sudden meaning matters to them that they're going to work as hard, or if not harder, to make a difference in the world." Right, I hear you. Um, it's it's a very common. Uh... Uh, set of soft, quiet worry or concern in so many families, correct? And there's a bell curve. I cannot, I, I would never generalize anything. Uh, it's very contextual based on the family, based on the human being. Whether you are a kid or a, a powerful centimillionaire, I work with all of those. And I tend to attract uh, kids that are uh, driven to begin with, right? Whether you are uh, motivated or not motivated, Every human being is not perfect. You know that. I, even Jason Ma, Carl Cox, probably, I'm still imperfect. I'm still flawed. Um, but what I find is that human nature and a bit of biology, too, is that no matter how successful your parent is, and I tend to attract, you know, uh, my own client parents where I mentor the kids, I tend to attract these powerful parents, right? These are typically CEOs or, you know, uh, uh, very high net worth investors, uh, et cetera. And um, they went to Harvard, they went to Stanford, they went to uh, Penn, they went to you know, Berkeley or IIT, and they are very successful. These are ultra high net worth and some even some centimillionaires, right? Or very high net worth. But, but I like to work with those that are humble enough to realize that number one, hey, listen, I'm gonna be honest with you, Jason. My kids don't fully listen to me. And I said, I share the same thing. You think my own kids, Jason Ma, my kids listen to me? No, it's just mother nature. Welcome to the club, right? And number, number two is that people just don't know what they don't know. 
like my client parents, okay, you are the captain of your industry. Okay, you're the CEO or you're the senior executive, right? Uh, you are the expert. I consult you. I look up to you in your business. But are you the perfect parent? Are you the perfect mentor? Are you the perfect coach? Are you have you gone through twenty five thousand hours of success coaching and mentoring of kids and parents? Uh, and do your kids fully listen to you all the time? the 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 answer is obvious, right? And they say they tell me, Jason, just help my kid. Uh, get them to you know high school kids, for example. Of course, get them into the top as high as high level as possible, but it's the best fit. But don't force it, right? Keep everything authentic. And number two, really improve their soft skills, improve the mindset. In mm-hmm. fact, I have one parent, uh, you know, one current parent. He's so humble. He's got a PhD in Stanford. He's an ultra net worth serial entrepreneur, tech CEO in Silicon Valley. He said, you know, help my kid improve his communication skills. Uh, we parents, we're struggling to communicate with them. You see, I said, welcome to the club. And then another parent tells me, you know, my kid is very introverted. She doesn't tell us everything. Just help her uh, help her to get into the, you know, you know, Ivy League schools or some top schools. And then, but really kind of hint, hint, right? You know, soft skills and mindsets and direction. Your, your famous framework, Jason, uh, your three EQ, pragmatic, emotional, social leadership intelligence. And your uh, uh, 4S framework, visionary story, uh, state of mind management, uh, you know, strategy, soft skills, and execution, hone everything. And, and the thinking behind that, and I got it down to a science where if you want to build a skyscraper, imagine if your skyscraper is not hammered deep into the bedrock, like with, with precision planning and engineering, okay? guess what? Your skyscraper is going to go like this. For example, that very tall millennial, millennium tower in San Francisco is tilted one foot. Scary, right? Hall of Famer, NFO Joe Montana used to live there. I don't know if he lives there or not. So you put a ball on the floor, it rolls down. It's not good. They're finally fixing it. I don't know how they're doing it. But why don't I help you early on to build a strong foundation so that in the future, guess what? With a stronger mindset, I call it a stronger story, stronger character, stronger soft skills, stronger direction. That's so authentic and baked into your belief system, to your thought process. Wouldn't you be making millions more, tens of millions more, maybe $100 million more for attracting higher quality, higher probability companies or investments and getting greater equity and making big bucks and all that? My own kids, are they are doing pretty well. They are 26 and 22 now. They're happy, compassionate. Um, you know, they are, uh, let's just say that they are in the small fraction of the top 0.1% in the age bracket in terms of how they're doing. And those are two examples, right? So to wrap answering your question, it's really all over the map. Um, but I believe that every human being still has not reached into our full potential, has not actualized our best and most successful uh, self and uh, it's good to have uh, some some uh, pragmatic humility to keep learning and growing. How do you teach humility? Oh man, uh, through rounds and rounds of conversations. Uh, so when I coach my mentees, right, whether you are 15 years old, I literally have kids that are 15 years old or 53 years old CEOs, right? It's through my conversations. And what I do is that 
I would never just talk. I listen. We got two ears and one mouth, right? I listen more than I talk. I, I'm extremely Socratic. And I ask a lot of questions in ways that people open up to me like you wouldn't believe. I don't know. I, I meet strangers, right? Even billionaires. And suddenly they tell me secrets. Maybe they feel that, Jason Ma, you're authentic, you're real, you're very direct. In fact, I'm more like a New Yorker than a Californian, okay? I'm more direct. I'm very honest and direct, which is very unusual for a Chinese-American dude, by the way, okay? I'm more like I'm more like mainstream. I'm not, the Chinese is more like kind of hideous and covert and all that. I, I, I'm from Hong Kong, so as I, I know both cultures extremely well, right? I speak fluent Cantonese. Um, I just do conversations. Then, then I get them to feel for themselves that, you know what? It's better for me to learn that soft skill, right? Humility, compassion, uh, in addition to your tenacity, to your adaptability, which I also teach, to your resilience, which I also teach, and all sorts of core uh, soft skills, which is in your very core, then you wrap around that with critical thinking, strategic thinking, some creativity, some curiosity, communications, which is got a couple of cornerstones, collaboration, social team skills. I teach that within the soft skills part of my 4S framework. And uh, listen, Jeff Bezos mentioned intellectual humility is the greatest skill you need to build. What mm -hmm. he means is that no matter how successful you are or, or that you think you are, there's always room to grow. Always be humble enough to aggressively learn and grow mm. and improve, mm. right? Uh, look, mm. at, look at Warren Buffett, man. The guy is 40, 92 years old. Look at Char Charlie Munger, his buddy, 99 years old. They're rocking. Those are my inspiration, you know? So here you are. It was interesting. On my most recent podcast guests, they talked about something that happens really often. People strive for a top university yeah. and they arrive and they all of a sudden for the first time in their life, they have peers around them that are equally as smart, if not perhaps a bit smarter oh, and wait, equally wait. is willing to work as hard or harder than them. Hmm. And this is very humbling, if you may, right? And what happens often is that person loses confidence. Matter of fact, and those aren't our last guests, Dr. Von der Wright, it was a wonderful story. She ended up not originally becoming a doctor, which she intended to because she wasn't doing as well in a couple of courses. Ironically, now she's become a doctor and is very wildly successful, but yeah. she had this confidence crutch, right? For the first time, she wasn't number one. Right. How do you help people with that? Their first- Very common. Very yeah. common. Imposter syndrome, okay? My, my kids went through that, my older daughter. Uh, she went through that. And, and, and she skipped fourth grade uh, and she got admitted to a couple of Ivy League schools, but chose uh, Georgetown. I even debated with her, honey, Georgetown, blah, blah, blah. But it's really her choice. It's, uh, you know, I even wrote a Forbes uh, article uh, called uh, When to Say No to Harvard. It's not my headline, by the way. It's a Forbes managing editor's headline. You know how these guys are, right? They want to make it provocative. I even got a letter from Harvard the day after saying, I don't like this. It's so funny. <laughs> but but I um but I talked about, you know, I talked about at the end of the day, it's really about fit and belonging for the student. Okay. Because it's more congruent to the values. Um and and like for Sabina, she really enjoyed the the uh, the the values of of Georgetown versus the other uh, Ivies and all that. You know, it's really about best fit. Um, I, um, 
you know, imposter syndrome. She, she, she worked at Google. You know how hard it is to get into Google? So the former senior vice president of people operations, which is HR, uh, Lasso Bach, a friend of mine, and he said that a couple of years ago when he wrote a book, um, how Google, or something like that, something about Google, right? He said that it's 25 times harder to get into Google than to get into Harvard. He wasn't kidding you. Harvard at the time was about maybe 6% admit rate. Today is more like 3%. It's crazy. And uh, so it's like one out of 400 applications you get into Google. That's how 0.25% hiring rate versus Harvard's uh, whatever admit rate. Now it's more than 10 times harder still. So the fact that my my older daughter get into Google, it's a miracle by itself. Once she gets in there, of course, kids get the imposter syndrome. But it depends on this. I'll tell you another story, okay? So when Sabrina was in Georgetown, she got in uh, into the business school, the McDonald, uh, the McDonald Business School, right? But got bit by the Silicon Valley bug and, and kind of got bit by technology. She pivoted to from business to CS in her sophomore year after taking a course in CS. And Georgetown, it's a great elite school, you know that, but it's not known for CS. It's got a tiny CS department, only two professors at CS. And uh, and one of the professors is uh, Cal Newport, uh, which is a great author as well. I love his books. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's great. And, uh, you know, How to Become a High School Superstar, right? It's one of the great books that I recommended to my high school students way, way back, more than 10 years ago. And Sabina hustled. She even beat out graduate students, got a paid internship, got lucky, got into the uh, a program at Google, and then got into an internship at Google before, while I was still in college, and then got hired by Google. What? It's a miracle, one miracle after, one miracle after, uh, after another. And client parents tell me that, Jason, you are our secret weapon, right? You're the miracle worker. I said, that's routine for me, nothing, nothing new. But you have to work at that. Um, and, and it really depends on your determination, your tenacity, your adaptability, your resilience. Uh, mobility is very important. And those are core skills to build, you know? And nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Oftentimes, like you mentioned, Carl, these very rich kids that are not motivated, it's not because they want to be unmotivated. Is that they are too, they don't see the pain in front of them. Mm. There's too much pressure wrapping them, right? But mm. if if I if I and then they don't you know they're comfortable and all that I'm talking about one category of kids right most of my my kids most of my students are a bit more motivated but I'm talking about the unmotivated which I typically don't take because I want to make sure that my students and mentees whether you are 16 years old or or 55 years old you are coachable committed resourceful decisive right otherwise why bother waste my time waste your time. If you're not coachable, coachability, it's a core, core soft skills, okay? If the CEO decides to be not coachable, guess what's going to happen over time? His ass is going to get fired by the board, right? You're not improving. You're not innovating. The competitions, it's chipping away, blah, 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 right? So you got to be coachable, correct? Now, the CEO does not tell the board everything because that's how it works, right? But the CEO tells me shit because I have, excuse my French, then I have to coach him in the background, right? Guide him, understand his pain, be hyper empathetic, right? But it's very personalized based on who the person is. Everything's hyper personalized, but it's all within my 4S and 3Q framework, right? Because no one's like Carl, Carl Cox. No one's like you. I got a buddy of mine. We've known each other since high school for 40 something years. He's got an identical twin, but guess what? 
these two identical twins are hyper different in their personality. <laughs> Long so let's go. No, that was fantastic. So let, let's go to the CEO, hmm. highly successful, well-known CEO. Right. What, it, and once again, it's always interesting from the outside, right? There's so many people who want to be them, hmm. right? They want to be these very few people that are in, in, if, in it, perhaps they're billionaires or perhaps, uh, once again, extraordinary power, if you may, right? Because they have perhaps thousands of employees, but they're not perfect either, right? They're humans. Right. right. What, what are the common things do they struggle with despite what we see on the outside. Mm, mindset, mindset, seriously. Mindset relationships, okay? I tell you, on average, I see it from the inside all the time. A lot of these very successful billionaires, tycoons, centimillionaires, oh man, I want to be just like them, right? The guy next to me would say, sure, um, I celebrate his financial success. But some of them, if you get to know them, the some of a relationship within the family is in shambles. The kids hate them, or they wish. Uh, 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 here's an example. Imagine, or it's an imaginary example. Uh, imagine you you're in bed now. You know you're gonna go away soon, in six months. You got cancer. Okay. Would you like truly loved ones around you, or would you like people around you who just want your money in your inheritance? The answer is clear. Okay, how do you get there? At the end of the day, especially as, as a more senior patriarch or matriarch in your latter stage of your baby boomers and all that, one thing matters, relationships, peace of mind. That's it. I get calls. Um, I get approached by these powerful billionaires and uh, some of them, tycoons. Just say, Jason, Jason, make sure to visit me when you come to town, right? We'll, we'll have one-on-one, -on -one, we'll have dinner and all that. And, and they are older than you and I, right? At the end of the day, they got a lot of wealth here. They just want relationships. They just want to be surrounded by people they like. They want to be loved. They want to be loved. Okay? So. I, I think that's super fun. And I, forgive me for those in the audience. I, I've shared this story, I think, one or two times. But it, it's it, it, I think it's very telling for what you just said. There was a, I was at church and a pastor was talking about this very successful person who had passed away hmm. and he was expecting to do what he expected in the eulogy. Right. So they were, they actually had gone to church and had a family and had two, two uh, boys, wife married. And prior to the, the ceremony, the two sons come up to him and say, don't you dare say that he was a good father. Wow. Don't you dare say that he was a good uh, husband, don't you dare say he was even a good CEO. Yeah. So imagine that, right? So we, we've gone to what from the outside people see what is success, yeah. But their own internal peace, right, is 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 broken. Yeah. So, so what? So let, now let me just just talk about that. So let's say once again you have somebody who has sacrificed so much in their life to get to this incredible outcome right? from the outside, regardless how measure, right? It's an incredible outcome to be a CEO or become a billionaire or become worth hundreds of millions. And then though, then they, they find this, uh-oh, right? 
So how do you help coach them perhaps to be finally aware right. that it's not, you're, it's not over, A, and B, to develop relationships because at the end of the day, that's what does actually matter. Uh, okay, I'll tell you a short story. One of my client parents, right, and he's, he's secular, um, very successful. And he said, Jason, uh, one reason that we want to hire your, uh, you for your services for my uh, high achieving high school kid is because I saw your baptism testimony. It really moved me. And, and Carl, you know that I'm, I'm very unusual, right? I'm, I'm older than you. I'm actually a tail end boomer. Uh, my favorite dad joke is that, yeah, I look like I just graduated high school, but I'm actually a tail end boomer, believe it or not. My energy level is like Gen Z, right? Even my students say, Mr. Ma, you got more energy than me. We joke around all the time. And, and what I learned in my uh, very fast growth in faith, right? I, I feel that there's a bit of a Paul and Peter in Jason Ma, but it's all Jason Ma in style, right? People, even my church mates tell me, Jason, you grew super fast, right? So I, I, they know that I'm more devout than them, even though they've been a Christian, so-called Christian for a couple of dozen years, right? You see a lot of those uh, uh, calls. There's a lot of casual tourist Christians out there. And at the end of the day, I live by uh, two very simple uh, commandments or principles, love and serve God and love and serve others. That's it, okay? And I'm here to love and serve you as my client family. I, you know, I treat you guys like my own family. I'm not kidding. They see that. In fact, my daughters complain sometimes, dad, you pay more attention to your clients than me, than us, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so one root here for improvement, I need to do a better job with my own daughters. And love and serve, love and service. Are you loving and serving others? Do they feel it? Do they really, uh, you know, are, are you helping them maximize who they are as, as a God-created creature, a being, okay? And along with that is building your character, okay? We're here, we're just uh, here for, well, I, I like to ex expand my, my energetic, productive longevity to 120 now. That's my new goal, right? So how I do that in my own strategy is that, okay, I got the spirit in me. I got God. I got uh, a mindset. I got a fitness program. I'm I'm careful with my diet, but I still enjoy wine and beer and all that hot liquor, right? But moderation. And I have a I have a strategy routine. I implement a part of what I teach, right? A good part of what I teach. So people, when people say that Jason, you look 39 or 45, I say thank you, thank you, thank you. Right? And you know, just just that lift that and build a character character is a sum of all habits and choices think about that character is a sum of all habits and choices okay our our, our father up there wants us to build a great character in preparation to go home think about that so the character is evidenced by your deeds as well by your actions right i'm not perfect i'm still improving but i think i i'm a bit advantaged because i've been doing this for a long, long time my faith has actually strengthened what I do as a uh, as a award-winning mentor, uh, coach, businessman. Is that simple? I, I think that's a wonderful answer. And I'm curious for you, because you, once again, you've had a, what I call a recent, not very common, right, for people to convert later in your life, right, if that makes sense, to have this. What changed for you in your work from pre and post? Oh, huge, man, huge. Um, when, when, I, when I got 
When I started my journey and growth in faith, late 2019, before COVID, and then I, I, I went through the Bible in 13 months, right? Time to buy Bible, I went to light groups, I, I went through all sorts of courses, and I'm very aggressive in learning, right? So even today, I spend hour and a half on average uh, per day. I'm not kidding you. At least an hour and a half, sometimes two hours on meditation, including prayers, right? And just a lot of listening. Podcast is great. Books. Yeah, even listen to the Bible. Uh, a lot of verses here. And the first thing I realized is that all the sins and flaws that I had before, oh my God, they were huge. That's the first thing that I realized. And the second thing is that I better fix them. It takes time, right? Certain things, it takes, takes time. And then even before I, I became faithful, people say, Jason, Ma, you're pretty amazing, blah, 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 blah. You're, you're a preeminent mentor. But my faith has, has even polished a lot of the imperfections and flaws that I have. Right. I'm still flawed. I'm still imperfect. No one's perfect because if you're perfect, you're God. We're not God. Right. And so it has improved me as a as a uh, as a family man, as a business leader, as an education leader, as a coach, as a mentor, as a rainmaker, as an advisor, as a community leader, as a B20 uh, member for the G20. Every single way. Why? Because the core is in our soul, in our mind, in our body. If the Holy Spirit is in your soul, think about how powerful the core of your AI and machine learning algorithm is. How powerful is that? The data that you accumulate into the machine learning is your experiences and your continuous learning. Think about that. So the wise would use that as an analogy is a keep on integrating good data, right? Not the, And get rid of, some of the uh, false data that's going to give you misinformation, right? Faith. Yeah. Oh, I, I think that's very well said. Uh, I think they, thank you for sharing that. Let, let's go into your clients and just just because we've been talking about success so much. So how are you today measuring success in your business? Hmm. Okay. Um, I would say I got two main buckets. My family business through EQ. Uh, so lots of, you know, kind of mentoring my my clients are typically mostly teenagers, by the way, okay, and and, uh, and uh, college kids, high school kids mostly, and and up to CEOs, right? Um, and then my second business is that I'm building another very exciting uh, tech company, still in South, even though we are mid stage, is very unusual, but but we be the B to C, we're not D to C or B to C. If we're D to C or B to C, we'll be full funnel, upfront, you know. You know, all the time, but we prefer to be very stealthy because we're patented. Uh, it's it's very powerful. We we're doing things where we're going to be uh we're about to disrupt and transform a massive three sided marketplace of adult consumers, uh, brands and uh, platforms. I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that. Stealth, right? Okay. So the measure of success is the massiveness of our love and service solving some very common problems out there for the consumers, for the brands that advertise and for the platforms. And then uh, and then as a reward, uh, the wealth we'll be creating will be, uh, in Silicon Valley terms, will be beyond Grand Slam. Let's put it that way, right? Mm -hmm. But humility uh, would limit me to, to keep it at that. I'm not going to say anymore. So we're going to be uh, creating in, enormous wealth in that family. That's a clear measurement, okay? Uh, my family business is that 
my success is my my client's success is my client's is my success. It's it's I will keep on doing that even though if Jason Ma rhetorically becomes a billionaire because it's so much fun, right? And I get paid for it. Okay. So the parents or the CEO, you need to write me a, a good check because I, I I my check size is not small, but you know that the tangible and intangible returns uh for your loved ones or for yourself is huge. You know that you can sense it, right? So in Silicon Valley, a Grand Slam return, like return on investment on on a capital, is like a couple of dozen x, right? You put in a check for a million, if you make fifty million, that's a Grand Slam. If you put in a check for a million, you get ten x, ten million, that's a home run. Uh, if you get make a couple of million out of a million, that's called a base hit, right? Or hundred thousand for an angel investor. So for us, it's like I want to deliver a Grand Slam return to all my clients. Okay, whether I'm coaching your your kid, where your kid is now a high school sophomore, of course I will coach the heck out of her in a way that is so fun and loving. Kids always right. Every every meeting I have with them over Zoom, they say, "Mr. Ma, Mr. Ma, let's book our next meeting." They are that enthused seeing me. They they are far more enthused seeing Mr. Ma than seeing their parents. Don't tell your parents that, right? But I, I, but sometimes I, you know, horse whisper, right? The parents pull me aside, or I pull the parents aside, so we share secrets with each other, and then that'll inform me to do a better job with the kid, right? Because sometimes the kid doesn't listen to the parents, and then sometimes when I see the parents moving in the wrong track, I have to put them aside, give some uh, parental coaching, right? Some education, okay? Because we respect each other. I respect you as the captain of industry for your company for your business. But you respect me as your family's chief mentor, right? It's a very yeah. nice role, correct? And and uh, that's that's how that's kind of how it works. You know, did, did I answer your question, or maybe I forgot? Yeah, you. you did. You did. I think that's fantastic. So you talked about measuring success and the business side and both elements of what you're doing. Now I'm curious. We obviously we've talked about a, a lot about your personal side. I'm curious, and you, you've shared a little bit about it. You do two hours of. Uh, meditation. meditation, you said basically on a daily basis. So, so that is obviously a huge habit that you do habit. Oh, to help yeah. make sure you're doing extraordinary work. Right. So that, and, and perhaps you could dig in a little bit, but what other habits, including that, that you do that you think helps give you an edge and in, in providing your greatest performance? Right. Um, the greatest secret weapon that I have now is that um, for those that are in faith, I'm direct with them, talking faith language, right? For 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 those that are not, most of my clients are not are not Christians at all, right? But I respect them. In fact, one of my favorite students was a um, was an Indian Muslim, born and raised in Madagascar, and she I helped her get admitted to Columbia University, uh, which is a top Ivy League school, it's like three point something percent, right? But ended up, she chose to go to a UK school because it's closer to the family. So it's based on the family need, right? And and so I'm very loving. Then we even talk about faith a bit, but up to a certain point where I don't want to cross the line, right? Because but because we share certain values and all that. And then for most of the secular or agnostic, uh, uh, you know, clients, right? Then I respect them for who they are. I start with where they're at right now. I'm very open-minded, right? I grew up in San Francisco went to a low high school, which is a, a famous uh, public school, went to Berkeley. I lived a life that is so liberal. That makes most liberals today 
look like wimps. Okay, let's put it that way. That's one reason I went to faith. How is that right? <laughs> so I did things that I'm not very proud about. That's maybe that's a reason that God wanted me to go through uh, those uh, uh, pleasures and pains, and then because without without pain, Carl, you know that pain is a high cost of growth. There's no growth without pain. Yep. The difference is that if you don't learn anything, don't improve, then you're a total idiot. Yeah. If you learn and improve, then you are going somewhere, right? That's right. That's right. So let, let's the next my other question I always like to ask is is how are you then now today measuring success in your in your personal life? I I measure uh, relationships um, and how 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 I'm growing in my faith. Um, and then uh, evidenced by by what I do in business, evidenced by literally how I look, right? So people say, hey, Jason, you look great. I say, thank you. And I'm in shape. Um, I got a lot of energy. Uh, but it's all honorable, right? From Really from my 4S, right? Remember, I have a visionary story. My The visionary story is that, okay, Jason Ma, you are the award-winning chief mentor of Next Gen Leaders. And I thank all these uh, magazines and summits and people that recognize me formally. And, and your mission is that, oh, here, here's the thing. Here's a good example. I One of our classes I took at church, right, is to discover your spiritual gifts. So what I discover through a process and a test is like, it really resonated with me. It's like, wow. So three line items in a PDF, but seven items. Three and seven are magical numbers in the Bible. I didn't create that. It just came by coincidence. And what I've also learned is that the singular word coincidence does not exist in Hebrew. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so my spiritual gifts are leadership, encouragement, discernment, hospitality, shepherding, teaching, and wisdom. Seven light items. I said, thank you, Lord. Okay, that's a confirmation. That's a reinforcement. I better do a better job. I better keep on building my character through my deeds, through my family business, 3EQ, now through my uh, tech company in which I'm also an investor. And plus, uh, I also have a small third bucket, some philanthropy. That's a separate subject. Okay, St. Jude, I'm a council member, blah, 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 a whole bunch, whole bunch of things. And so I better I better do a better job and and create this legacy. It's not about me. It's not vanity at all, right? Because people say that oh, I want to create a legacy succession planning. But I kind of coach parents. Make sure it's not about you, right? It's about them. Okay. Um, it's what can you do to love and serve them in the best of your ability that actually brings you joy, more joy, brings you better peace of mind, brings you better relationships. Bring your kid, yourself, your family, higher life cycle impact. That's your legacy. Okay. Yep. And and for the Christians, I say, hey, is God smiling at you? If you do that, the God, you feel that God's smiling at you, you're doing the right thing. Right? Sure. God actually wants you to be successful if you do the right thing. Okay. The difference is intent. That's it. Uh, the difference is intent. Your intent is good. You serve and love others. Uh, if Carl Cox, you become a billionaire. God actually wants you to become a billionaire. Then you could give back a lot more, right? Then you could use your resources to to uh, to things that please Him. That's how I think. So, great answer. Okay, you have your own book, uh, Young Leaders 3.0, and Impact Wealth and Family Office. Oh, sorry, Impact Wealth. Um, 
And then also you've been a contributor to Family Office magazines and Forbes contributor, et cetera. I'm curious from, from your perspective, what is a book that has impacted you or perhaps a couple books that you would recommend to our audience sure. to read? Sure. Of course, besides my uh, my uh, highly acclaimed book, Young Leaders 3.0, uh, Stories, Insights, and Tips for Next Generation Achievers, um, there are so many books, Carl. I went through hundreds of books after college, right? You know, we we learned 99.9% of our know-how after college, right? And I went through hundreds of books. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of them. Is that okay? Not just one? Absolutely. Yep. Back in the 80s, um, I really enjoy uh, What They Don't Teach You at Harvard Business School by the late, great uh, Mark McCormick, right? Thriving on Chaos by Tom Peters. Today, I highly recommend, I highly recommend uh, uh, The Trillion Dollar Coach by Eric Schmidt, former Google chairman and CEO, by Jonathan Rosenberg, the former senior vice president and products. Very good friend of mine. He knows my daughters um, at Google. And they also wrote how Google works. Okay, trillion dollar mm -hmm. coach about the late great Bill Campbell, who passed away a couple of years ago in his seventies. But without Bill Campbell, the late Steve Jobs, Sheryl uh, Sandberg, Larry Page, and a bunch of very successful Silicon Valley CEOs would tell you, without Bill Campbell's coaching, I would not be even as close to where I'm at right now. They all give credit to Bill Campbell for helping create an additional $2 trillion in market cap in these companies. So hint, hint, right? The third party trusted coaching mentoring, uh, which is which is exactly an issue that I see, Carl, um, uh, is that people, people's pride is so high or, or, or the ego prevents them from reaching out and, and get the most powerful weapon and that is a trusted third-party uh, coach, right? In addition to your own skills, hone right. your, improve yourself, right? But to wrap your your to to find uh, to finish my answer, I also recommend uh, a purpose-driven life by uh, Pastor Rick Warren. Fantastic book. I, I I listened to the last couple of chapters, which talk about you know envy, jealousy, comparison. Don't compare with other people. I listened to it over ten times. And so, so when I say meditation, up to two hours per day, a lot of it is really listening, you see. Mm -hmm. and, and some of that includes prayers as well. Then I hit multiple birds of one stone, right? I do dishes, I, I meditate. How cool is that, right? right? I kind of do some uh, house chores and I meditate, hitting two birds of one stone. And I got a routine. And when I wake up in the morning, um, I listen to the Abide app, which I highly recommend. Abide, it's a fantastic app, right? Incredible uh snippets and i listen to a whole bunch of podcasts yours is one of them so i follow dozens of podcasts but there's only a few of them that i really follow and audiobooks and i even listen to the bible quite a bit and listen to all sorts of things from top business leaders and geopolitics and you know mentoring coaching i know the college admission process so well it's scary right i wrote for forbes i wrote about uh you know college app stanford anyone what it takes to get into UC Berkeley, when to say no to Harvard, applying early decision or early action to top colleges, why to start college in sixth grade. I did not talk about academics, but I talked about habits, uh, blah, 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 right? a whole bunch of them. Also wrote about entrepreneurship, wrote about leadership. 
And in high school, it's about, you know, academics, activities, school year, summers, then your college planning application admission strategy, hyper complex, hyper competitive. It's like my daughters, I tell you, without my coaching, they will not even be close to getting into it. <laughs> my daughter graduated Wharton, by the way, the number one business school. Wow. She was both a scholar and a job, right? She was a wow. co-president of the, the fintech group, but she, she was never in fintech. But a lot of soft skills and people see in her, wow, this kid, 20-year-old, right? Got making big bucks and 20, she's 22 now. It's like, man, this kid could communicate. She's got some leadership chops. Even some C-suite at Slack, she works to Slack, Salesforce now, want to mentor her, you know? So let's, let's groom this kid, easy. Uh, I think I extended my answer to your question. <laughs> you did it, you extended it, but I think there are great additional suggestions. So places you could find Jason coming up, uh, you can go to his website at 3eq.com. You could find him also on LinkedIn as Jason Ma. Uh, JS, Jason is spelled and then M-A. Uh, Twitter at Jason, is it L-M-A, right? I think it is there. Yeah, I'm, so I'm not that I'm not that active. On, not on that Twitter. active. You said that beforehand. And then yeah, Facebook, you, you are uh, Jason L. Ma. Uh, that's your personal account. And right. then uh, you could also go to youngleaders3.com. So Jason, this has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the Measure Success podcast today. It's it's a it's such a pleasure on three EQ. Uh, it's not the number three. You have to spell it out. So T H R E E E Q dot com. Uh, everything's there. Uh, so you know if you like to uh, you know a whole bunch of my top tier articles and talks and and uh, some show recordings as a show guest is all there. Uh, a lot of big names you you see it right away and and I guarantee you uh, parents and CEOs and kids you're gonna enjoy a whole bunch of them. So. That's perfect. Feel free to reach out to me. Thank you. Thank you, Jason, for your generosity today. And to everyone else is listening, um, we just hope you've enjoyed uh, having Jason. He's an incredible mentor to so many different people from, once again, from young leaders up to CEOs. Appreciate all your insights. And everyone else is listening. As we always like to say, we wish you the very best and measuring your success. Have a great day. Well, thank you, Carl, for, for inviting again. I think you are a rock star yourself in strategic planning for companies. So, Thank you. I very much appreciate those additional kind words. And with that, have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Measure Success Podcast. We'll see you again next time to learn from the best. Remember to subscribe now to get future episodes.